The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, and see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from Saturday afternoon, two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you didn't get to check that out, uh, be sure and do that. On the right side of the page is where we're at. And by the way, you can watch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area on SonsLibertyMedia.com. The right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got. Um, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right. You can click on that and join us in the chat on Rumble to which we are streaming. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel over there. 
We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, uh, as well as um, Twitter at The Real Tim Brow. Leave off the end off the end of my name and put a two in its place. The Real Tim Brow 2. You should get the feed over there for whatever that's worth. And uh, also Twitch, The Real Tim Brown over there. Uh, I had to restart both of those accounts. And if I lose them this time, I'm just going to stay off of them. But uh, they're started up now. And by the way, I hear a lot of people, you know, um, with uh, whatever's going on with Twitter and those guys, all these people saying they're getting accounts back. Oh, just check it out. And yeah, they still haven't reviewed mine, that 48 hour review that was supposed to happen. Like, I don't know, back in April or something, whenever it was right after we had Brian Artis on, they, they suspended my account for, for my interview with Brian. Um, they still haven't reviewed it. And I've dumped that off and had them or sent it in for review like two or three times. So they don't care about that count. So that count, as far as I'm concerned, is gone. The old one I had. So that's that's why we're uh, on over there. Uh, while you're at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, be sure to sign up for our email newsletter. You get that once a night between 7 and 8 Eastern usually is when it goes out. Um, and if you want our ministry email, that is at SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. You can sign up right on the front page. And then if you would like to help us. You know, you don't have to. We're going to minister either way, but we do appreciate your help. It does help keep us out there. Those of you who do, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. Again, guys, we really do appreciate uh, what you guys do. Now, there's a couple of things I'm going to do, and then I want to kind of pick up. You know, Bradley wanted me to call in on Saturday, and... I know when I'm on that sh that show, everything is so tight. You know, he's got to do in between commercials, stuff like that. So I, I got a bazillion thoughts running through my head. I wrote some of the things down so I wouldn't forget them. Uh, but I, I do stray a little bit in that. And so this morning, I wanted to take time to kind of expound on what, what I'm talking about regarding election fraud. But if you'll hang on with me, I, I've got, I mean, I just, I, I feel like I need to play this for people who are still who think that somehow those who hold to the religion that Jesus opposed, Judaism, which the apostles opposed, Judaism, that, that and I realize there's different branches of it. I, I realize some are not as occultic as others. Some are not as you know violent as others. I get that. But this guy right here, Rabbi Yosef Mizrashi, I think is his name. He thinks that you and I, because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he saved sinners from sin, he redeemed us and reconciled us back to the Father. He thinks we, along with a ton of other people, don't even deserve to live. Now, keep in mind, these are the same people who are behind, and he was very much pro-Trump. These are the same people that want the Noahide laws implemented. That every every president, including President Trump, since I don't know when it was, uh, Reagan, I think, maybe, I'm not sure which one it was, since have, have signed on to. Yep. Every one of them. I want you to listen to what this guy says. You have... Six billion idol worshippers who makes God angry every second of their life. Indian, Chinese, Japanese, uh, Tibet, Nepal, uh, 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 Thailand, 
so many. India alone is 500 million. China is 2 billion. Uh, so many. 2 billion Christians, which are idol worshippers. Between Chinese, Indi Hindus, Buddhists, and Christian, at least six, six and a half billion people are idol worshippers that according to the Torah, do not have the right to live. Idol worshipper Goy, it's that penalty. Not only Jews. Goy. Even a Goy who bow down to an idol, who, be who believe in JC, deserve believe in death penalty. Ooh. Ooh. These are the, look, this is the same mindset. Don't, don't, don't be deceived. This is the same mindset of the leadership of Israel. Same mindset. And you think these are your allies? Now, I'm not calling for death to the Jews or any of that stuff. I, I'm not. I want you to be aware of what the ideology is. It's the same ideology that Jesus addressed in his day, and he called them sons of the devil, brood of vipers, pronounce woes upon them. I think you need to hear it. I, I just, I think you need to hear it. Because too many people today, remember what I told you, dispensationalism, this, this fascination with the modern geopolitical, um, yeah, Matthew 23, Mr. Wordsworth, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, JC, Jesus Christ. So there are too many people who have a fascination with this Israel, thinking they're our ally. These people are in our elections more than Russia is. Have you guys not been reading the articles at Sons of Liberty, especially the ones by Whitney Webb on there? Where she exposes that. This is where Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell are involved in dealing with our politicians and blackmailing them. And I don't just pick on Israel. I don't think we ought to be sending money. I don't think we have should be having alliances with Israel, any Muslim countries, any other countries for that matter. And I will say this about George Washington. The man was right. Don't get entangled in these foreign things. What are we doing in the Middle East? The bidding of Israel. That's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. Now, you may not like that. You may say, you're an anti-Semite. Well, does that guy even look Semitic? Nah, he looks European. So does Netanyahu. So does a bunch of the people who live in Israel. Who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. I, I did. This stuff right here burns me up because this is what's happened. The theology here... It, uh, that we know as dispensationalism. Some of you may have, have heard it from uh, C.I. Schofield and his Bible. Some of you may have heard it out of other sects of Christianity. It has hamstrung the American church because it has said the law is back there. It's old. It has no use in the New Testament. We're under the law of love. What do you think that law was back there? It was the law of love. It told you how to love God and how to love your neighbor. There is no other way to define it. So it has hamstrung the American church. This is why I think it's such an important issue that comes out. Now, do I agree with him that what the Bible says about a dollar? Yeah, I totally agree with him about that. But seeing that the Messiah has come, what is Rabbi Yosef Mizrashi? He is an idolater. He is an idolater to the temple system. He is an idolater to the priesthood. The old, the old covenant priesthood. He is an idolater. Everything that has been done away with in Christ. This is why the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. Because God was saying, I'm done with you. 
Maybe Rabbi Yosef didn't read Jeremiah where God says, I'm done with them, write them a writ of divorce. And God wasn't willing like uh, Joseph to put Mary away quietly. No, no, no. He was going to stone them the way the scripture says that because Yosef and the rest of his bunch are engaged in spiritual adultery in the first place. Okay, let's just be, be honest about it. They're engaged in spiritual adultery. And God continually tries <laughs> through other means to correct them. They won't be corrected. Nope, they're going to hold on to their idolatry just like their fathers did. They will persecute and kill those who are sent to them even to this day. And if you don't believe me, we had an interview with uh, Chuck Baldwin, and he was talking about, there was a guy wrote a letter in. He became a Christian. He was living in Israel. All of a sudden, the IDF and all kinds of people around him were persecuting him. Persecuting him because he became a Christian. Don't tell me they love the Christian people. They love your money when you go over there and you want to see the Holy Land. Guess what? The Holy Land is all the earth. There is nothing secular. All of it belongs to King Jesus. They are, we are to push his crown rights upon the idolaters. Upon everyone. I've made no, no bones about that, but here's a guy telling you six billion people, six and a half billion people, don't deserve to live because in his estimation, they're idolaters. All right, so here's the, here's the, here's the, the question I have. How many of you have been tired of the election stuff? It hasn't gone on just this year. It didn't go on just in 2020. Didn't go on just in 2016. Didn't go on just in 2012 or any of the years in between. How many of you are tired of, you're, you're, you're tired of hearing about it? Okay. What's the recourse? What's the recourse? That's what we're going to talk about today. What are the people to do when it is clear that they are engaging in this kind of stuff? Yesterday, um, I took and uh, I I uh, put up a short little article. It's basically based off of um, a report out of the Gateway Pundit. But there was a video. There was a precinct in Dallas, Texas, and they they saw what was happening. So they got their camera and they caught it in real time. As the polls were closed, they were they were closed. You can see on the screen, polls are closed, and yet they're adding hundreds of voters to the poll pads, even though the polls are closed. All right, you ready for this? If you haven't seen it, this is real-time uh, evidence of voter fraud. And I don't know why it's not expanding, but in any case, here we go. And for those of you who are on the radio, um, the video is just simply showing the, the they're reporting this stuff. They're recording it uh, with their cameras. What we've got here, it jumped from 1080 to 1139, and you'll see polls are closed on here. Then you have it going from 1139 to 1191, and the polls are still closed. And this is about two minutes. Then you've got it going from 1191, and you'll see the number change, to 1259. Yeah. Go Again, the polls are closed. Now, yeah, 
and then they show you this is just one machine. There's lots of them that are done. Now the uh, the the team organization, whatever you want to call it, is called the Election Oversight Group. Um, just want to if you know if anybody's interested, you want to uh, support them and what they're doing and exposing this kind of stuff. It's uh, they've got GibsonGo.com. I know nobody likes GibsonGo. Uh, no, actually, GibsonGo is one of the ones you want to do, right? Not the other one. Uh, GibsonGo.com. And it is election oversight, one word, election oversight. Uh, and they're involved in trying to expose this stuff and bring some resolution to it. But, you know, I mean, if you've got the judges in your pocket, if you've got the cops in your pocket, like we saw on Saturday with uh, the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department and the, uh, the, the dude who was over the um, election center there, Mr. Coleman, uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So that's what I want to talk about this morning. Let's begin with uh, a foundation here. And what I want to do is I want to go. I, I forgot to open this up. Um, give me just one second. Because I, I totally forgot to open it up. In any case, let's let's go with where there is uh, a precedent for the people to respond. Okay. And what I'm going to do is we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's a story that most people have heard, okay? But I want you to see it in light of what my argument will be, okay? My, my argument will be an application. The, the, the text speaks for itself as to what went on, okay? All right, so here it is. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're just going to read through this in the, uh, in the context so that Everybody hears exactly what goes. This is the foundation. Then we're going to go to constitutional foundation that's based upon this. Here's what we see. Now, the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, were gathered together at Shoka, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shoka and Ezekah in Ephesdamim. Boy, that's a... And I, some of these places. Anyway, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had, he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried upon or, or, unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? It's kind of interesting his perception here. I just want to point that out. You're servants to Saul. Think about that a second. Even the ungodly Philistine says, ye are servants, you're slaves to Saul. Why? Because they didn't want God as their king. They said, give us a king like everybody else around us. And even here's wicked Goliath saying, you're servants of that guy. Just want to point that out. Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. I, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants? So the, he puts the challenge out. Instead of our armies fighting and we destroying each other, 
let's just have let's have you know a Rocky Four kind of concept. Let's us fight instead of the nations fight. And if I lose, then then all my all my kin here, the Philistines, they'll be your servants. Now they didn't do that. They weren't going to live up to their word. So you you can't trust these people. But he says that. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then ye shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that which may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of the Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And then there was no battle, by the way. There was just this guy, you know, telling your mama jokes, basically. Uh, blasphemous your mama jokes there to Israel. They followed him in uh, Saul to the battle. And the names of these three sons that went to the battle were Eliab, Eliab, the firstborn, the next unto him, Abinadab, and the third, Shema. And David was the youngest. And the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. 40 days he's taunting the armies of Israel, the armies of God. He's taunting them, and they're cowering in fear. My goodness. Again, you, you have to look back and you, you kind of wonder, why do, why do we as men forget what God has done? I mean, the Lord led them out of slavery, delivered their their forefathers out of that, gave them the land that they're in, all of this kind of stuff, and yet they're cowering in fear before one guy, literally one guy, a big guy, but a, they're cowering before him. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephod, this parched corn, and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to thy brethren, and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how, they bre how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came upon the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. Excuse me a second. Sorry. Mouth gets a little parched there. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Mm, isn't that interesting? Make his father's house free in Israel. Yeah, they were in bondage under a king. They're in bondage. They wanted to be like the rest of the nations who were in bondage under said authorities. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Yeah, who is he? He's not part of the covenant. Who's this guy think he is? And the people answered. I mean, David's a shepherd boy. 
He's probably in really good shape, probably no body fat, but he's not probably something to really, you know, behold here. He's a little guy. He can't even wear the armor that they're going to try to put on him in a minute. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, you know why? You, you, you know why he was mad? Because he was a coward. And here's his little brother, his youngest brother, who's saying, who is this guy? The armies of Israel are cowering down in rocks and in caves and everything else, and here's the little brother come out, and he makes them look like fools. His anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? You're supposed to be guarding the sheep, dude. What are you doing out here with the men? You're a boy. And then he goes, he, he, he does something he's not. This is unrighteous judgment, by the way. We talked about judging early. I know that pride. He's going to the intent of David's heart. He doesn't know that. God knows it. And David's ticked off that this guy's out here uh, attacking the armies of God, defying them. And the armies of God are doing nothing. He's mad about that. Why are we studying old Israel? I'll tell you why we're studying old Israel. Because Paul says it's an example unto us, 1 Corinthians 10, that's in the New Testament. That's why it's application, it's good, it's profitable. Paul says that. I know the pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, and thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him again after the former manner. And you know the story how... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me just address all here. I know what you're saying. There's a difference between the Israel here and the fake Israel that exists now. If you don't understand that, go back and listen to the show we did in dealing with the fake church or the false church and the false Israel. Is this a real Israel that was here? Yes, this was the assembly and the people of God. This is not what we're having here. When I played uh, the rabbi. So that's the difference. There's a distinction here. To not say this was the real Israel, the church at the time, is to misunderstand what Scripture is saying. This evolved into taking over the whole world and encapsulating the true Israel, which is both Gentiles and Jews, of all the nations. As we read in the book of Revelation, what does he say? He says, Christ has redeemed us out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. Okay? So that that's 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 the distinction. I, I don't want people to get mixed up in thinking because we talked about the rabbi here that I'm somehow jumping back. No, no, no. What's going on today? This rabbi guy, the fake Israel, holds to the very things that the Pharisees held to and more. Right out of the uh, the the Talmud. Okay. And yes, he does mention it, and uh, you can do you can do a simple search on him. Online, and you can hear his response to uh, to to Donald Trump, which is rather interesting because I believe in that <clears throat> hour and a half message or whatever he's got there. It is dealing with the issue of sodomy, and we know that, you know, yeah, Donald Trump gave us a little kind of wave at that, but he he was more than happy 
to represent the sodomites, not to condemn them, to actually open up Mar-a-Lago for a lot of the sodomites, the trannies, all that other stuff. Oh, but Tim, he tried to get the trannies out of the, out of the, out of the military. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I see he put the stuff through. Didn't really fight it, though, did he? Just threw you a bone there. So what are we to do today? You, you see the video that I showed you before. Okay, you, you see the video that I showed you before. There's tons of them where they're coming in with ballots after the polls are closed. Tons of them. Uh, they're taking days to count half a million votes. Out there in Ari just in Arizona. And this stuff is going on all across the country. It's, it's going on all across the country. Now, I got to tell you, I don't. It probably is going on in South Carolina, but I've seen nothing from South Carolina. I just I think a lot of people I, I I recognize when we talk about being dumbed down. Remember, the Soviets had that agreement with Reagan. That was night. That was back in the eighties. That's almost forty years removed, folks. There's one or two generations that's come up between that. I know forty years is usually where we consider a generation, but I'm considering different age gaps in between that. So there's at least one, maybe two generations since then. And they were already being dumbed down before then, since after the War of Northern Aggression. Again, I point back to Arl Dabney. You can read his great book on secular education. You can get it at Amazon for four bucks on a Kindle. You can read it on your phone, tablet. You don't have to have a Kindle. Get the app and, and read it. Four bucks. It's about 70 to 100 pages, something like that. It's nothing. You read that and you'll understand exactly what they meant to do back in the 1850s. The Marxists wanted to get our kids indoctrinated. And the only way to do that, at that time, they didn't have the mockingbird media the way we do. They had newspapers, yes, but the only way to do that was through a forced public education or pu public indoctrination. So what do we have to look for in dealing with this, because a lot of people are asking us, well, what do we do, Tim? We're, we're, we've got videos. Well, we had videos and reports for, gosh, I, I don't know. How many years have we had reports? We've even had some small fish get arrested, be prosecuted for what they were doing. Now, I want to take David's words and I want to go, is there not a cause that you should fight? And fighting happens on a number of different fronts. It, it, it happens with passing information. I played you uh, Norm Olson, who was over the Michigan, Michigan militia for some time. I'd love to get Norm on the show. I hear he's up in Alaska. So I, I, I think I sent a, a message to him. I didn't hear anything back. But I'd love to get Norm on the show. Um, we, we, we've had videos. We've had reports. We've had some prosecutions. It's a small time. This and Nothing major. And yet... Nothing is done. And I ask, as David does, is there not a cause? Information is one thing. Documentation is another thing. Eyewitnesses are another thing. But when you have such a corrupt system that will not listen to any of it, that dismisses it because they've been threatened, because... They don't want to be political or whatever the case may be, or maybe they are political. Maybe they are partisan. What are the people to do? Well, if you read something like uh, Matt Trujillo's book, The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates, 
what you're going to find is, is when, when the people who represent the people are not doing their job and they're acting lawlessly, the lesser magistrate is the people. Because in this society, the people are the king of Romans 13. We, the people, establish this constitution, right? I mean, that's what it says. So who are the sovereigns in the United States? Is it Joe Biden and company? Nope. Is it the FBI? Nope. Is it the CIA? Nope. Is it the boys in brown? Nope. Is it the boys in blue? No. Is it your school board? Your county board? No. Is it your state legislature? No. It is you and me. You and me. We're the kings of this country, so to speak. At least that's, that's the way it's presented. Now, how we're carrying that out, we're carrying it out as though we're the slaves of the, of, the, of, of the kings. That's the way. Look, look at it the way you want. That's exactly what's going on. Exactly what's going on. I could get into whole thing on taxes. I was thinking about that this morning, uh, getting ready for the show. I'll just throw that idea out to you and then I'll get back on track. Even the issue of taxes, it makes you a slave. And I've heard for years and I've contemplated it. You know, we need a flat tax. We need a fair tax. We need just to tax everybody. No, 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 no. The forefathers understood you put taxes on companies, corporations and stuff. And you that'll trickle down. Yeah, you may have to pay it, but you're only paying it if you buy the products. And your property is not threatened by it. Any other taxation that is direct upon the people threatens everything they've worked for and everything they have. Every, every one of them, and they should all be rejected. I don't care who's putting them out. They should all be rejected. Yep, I'm a tax protester. In the fact that they're immoral, they seek to steal, which the Bible says, you shall not steal. They seek to keep you in bondage when Jesus has set you free from bondage. So I want to take a couple of things. I want to ask you a question. Has... Election fraud ever been dealt with in our history? And the answer is yes. In fact, less than 100 years ago, it was dealt with. Successfully, I might add. And I'm going to throw this in. Are you ready for it? Uh, I almost need a, a drum roll. But I don't have one, so I'll give you this. It was dealt with armed. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a enforcing of the law. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Made mention of this before. I've been promoting this for I don't know how long now. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. And just for the record, this is for information only. Okay? You can just put that in there. It's for information for the men for the men to decide. Sorry, ladies, I'm pushing this to, to us as men because I think that it, it is up to the men. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. Part of the job of Congress is to provide for calling forth the militia. That's not a National Guard. Sorry, it isn't. This is what they is termed the unorganized militia. This is you and me, guys, just the guys out here living in our sovereign states. To calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union. 
suppress insurrections and repel invasions. Now, let me ask you something. If you have people who are in authority, who are acting lawlessly, and the militia is called up to correct them, to straighten them out, to bring them to justice, that the law might be enforced, is that insurrection? No, it's not. It's not. It is to do exactly what's here, to execute the laws of the union. So, what happened? I'm going to give you this, and then we're going to play uh, a short part, and we'll have this in the archive, and we'll have also uh, the full movie dealing with the Battle of Athens. Now, uh, Captain Carl, if you remember Captain Carl, is uh, head of the American Militia Freedom Force, uh, which is all over. They were the guys who showed up at Bundy Ranch. Now, as far as I know, they're the only group apart from this, who actually took an arm stand. They'd never had to fire a weapon, so it was a little different than what went on at the Battle of Athens. But we're going we're gonna to play a little bit of this by the end of the show. And so one of the things that I ran across, you guys may have remembered when we had Sam Jacobs on a couple of times. He is the historian at ammo.com. They don't just sell uh, you know, am ammunition there. They actually write a lot of good historical information over there on their blog. Really good. And they allow us to share that on sonsoflibertymedia.com. So what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the Battle of Athens. This happened in uh, 1946. Lasted basically what they had said. They, they say two days, but uh, it runs into two days. It's really more like 12 and a half hours. But there was corruption in McMinn County in Tennessee. The people had called on the state to intervene. They'd called on the FBI to intervene. You can see they're just as worthless now as they were back in 1946. And there were men who had just returned from World War II. GIs, general enlisted. I want to read from what Sam has to write here, and then I want to play this video. I think I can get it in before the end of the show and make a couple of comments after, so we may go over a few minutes, not, not long, but a few minutes. Here's what Sam had to say at ammo.com. Two servicemen on leave in the county were shot by allies of Crump's machine. Now, if we back up here, we're talking about E.H. Uh, e. Crump. Um, he was a corrupt political, there was a corrupt political machine run by E.H. Crump that was centered in Memphis, but had influence throughout the entire state of Tennessee. Yeah, I know some people keep saying, this can't happen in America. We're different than them. Mm -hmm. Well, li listen, men haven't changed. Men are still degenerates, okay? They're still under the curse of God apart from the work of Christ in their heart. And it goes on in this country just like it does in other countries. All right? So they had this stuff going on. And we read about these guys. Um... Two servicemen on leave in the county were shot by allies of Crump's machine. Servicemen from the county received news of this while still abroad and were anxious to get home and do something about it. One of the servicemen who was interviewed at the time of the Battle of Athens said that he was a lot more concerned about what was happening in McMahon County than he was about what was happening overseas. Amen. That guy perceived exactly right. Perceived exactly right. Once the GIs from McMinn County were demobilized. The area was ripe for a confrontation, especially once the fee-grabbing lawmen... Mm, mm, that's the thin blue line. This was in 1946, guys. Of the area began rolling the recently discharged GIs for their muster pay. Oh, they, were, they were attacking 
these veterans to get their money. Upon their return to the United States, several resolved to retake the county at the ballot box. Fully 10% of the county's electorate was made up of returning GIs. The reform candidates ran on a nonpartisan slate whose primary goals were the democratization and reform of McMahon County and the expulsion of the Crump machine for good. Somewhat amusingly, one of the impetuses for the mini-revolution was the enforcement of laws against public drunkenness. The GIs were often from hardcore infantry units and were used to being able to drink what they wanted, when they wanted. Again, this is coming at a time where, you know, prohibition was, I mean, even the word of God doesn't issue prohibition. It warns, it warns against you being an idolater and a drunkard. It doesn't warn against that, but it doesn't, it doesn't say you can't drink. It just doesn't. And anybody who tells you different hasn't read the scripture. They just haven't done it. In fact, I would tell my, uh, the people who want to focus in on tithing, go read the book of Deuteronomy. My goodness, God says, if you can't make it to the feast, sell the tithe, which was your produce and your flocks and things of that nature, and buy all this stuff, including wine and strong drink or whatever your heart desires. I bet no tithe preachers are going to preach that one. Nevertheless, they, they wanted to drink what they wanted without being pestered by the authorities. Once the local authorities started shaking down returning GIs at honky-tonks in the area, the die has been cast. The opposition was called the GI Nonpartisan League, which drafted its slate of candidates based on the demographics of the area. Democratic areas had Democratic candidates, while Republican areas had Republican ones. Thus, it was truly a patriotic and Democratic movement, not a partisan one. See the difference there? Yes, it does say drunkenness sin. That's why I said that. But then you have to define what drunkenness is. And when you start going through scripture, not to get off on, on that subject, but when you go through scripture, what you find is people who are slurring, people who are, are stammering, people who don't work, they're lazy. They're consumed by it. They become idolaters. That's what, that's what that is. That's what he's re referencing. Okay. So then he goes on and he says, <clears throat> uh, Sam writes, local businessman made large donations to ensure the campaign was well-funded. The league dispelled fears that votes wouldn't be counted with the slogan, your vote will be counted as cast. Tensions rose as the machine thugs attacked the returning GIs who organized a cell. Do you see that attack on your veterans this day? Yeah, you do. Yep, you see them wanting to steal their guns, don't you? Lest they become like these guys in 1946. The returning GIs who organized the self-defense wing of their league, the self-defense elements totaled 30 men, mostly pulled from poor families and from men who had done frontline fighting during the war. Crump's men responded by hiring 200 deputies, men from outside of the county. They weren't even from the county or even outside of the state, not even in the state. <laughs> what are you talking about? This guy Crump is like uh, uh, Charles I. He's bringing in people from outside the sovereign state of Tennessee to wage war against the people, the veterans of their state who had done the frontline fighting during the war. Um, he responded to this uh, at a rate of $50 a day. That was with the people's money, no doubt. Equivalent to nearly $650 per day in 2018 or 2018 dollars. They were normally only 15 patrolmen used on election day for the entire district. And so he tells the story here. I'm going to read this, and then what we're going to do is we're going to play the video. It's going to go over, so you guys on uh, uh, Red State Talk Radio, if you want to see the video, if you want to, uh, because it, you'll hear it too, but if you want to see the video, 
uh, we'll have that as well. It's only about a 13 minute clip uh, out of a an hour and 30 or 40 minute film. And we'll have the whole film so you can see that sonsoflibertymedia.com in the archive. So he says this, things came to a head around three o'clock in the afternoon on August the 1st when patrolman C.M. Cindy Wise, keep that name in mind because that's going to play an important role here, attempted to prevent an elderly black farmer named Tom Gillespie from casting his ballot. Gillespie and a GI poll watcher objected. Gillespie was met first with racial slurs, which should never be done. I mean, what in the world? And then with a set of brass knuckles to the face, he dropped his ballot and ran away, prompting Wise to shoot him in the back. Now, how often have we seen the boys in blue do that kind of stuff? Yep. We had it even down here in South Carolina just a couple of years ago. Fortunately, they took and uh, convicted the, the cop down here in Charleston, shot the guy running away who didn't have a weapon, shot him square in the back and killed him. Wise later became the only man prosecuted. Did you get that? The cop, the patrolman, the only man prosecuted for the events of the Battle of Athens. None of the guys who participated in it were prosecuted. And he was sentenced to one to three years in prison. The GIs all gathered at a local store that uh, had been using, uh, they had been using his headquarters. They contacted the governor and attorney general of Tennessee to request backup for the proposing, for the purpose of ensuring a legal election, but were met with silence. They learned that the Crump machine was dispatching, excuse me, armed guards to all polling stations. It was then that they decided to arm themselves for what was sure to be a violent confrontation. They broke into the local National Guard armory and looted weapons. You know, had they been like us, they would have already had weapons in there. But here's here's guys who didn't even have it there. They had to go to the army, armory and get the weapons because they were saying like David, is there not a cause? We can't just let this stuff go on. But that's what the conservatives would have you do today. Let's not have violence. Let's, let, you know, violence doesn't solve anything. Really? And why are you sending our boys across the, the ocean and into all kinds of countries, unconstitutionally, by the way, to engage in violence? Why are, are we, did we see all through the Old Testament, there's violence? Oh, what does David say? You've trained my hands for what? Peace? No, war. What does Jesus say? I came not to bring peace, but a sword to divide a house, right? To divide the members of a family. Sam goes on and he says, the sheriff showed up at the polling station where Gillespie had been shot, ordered it closed, and took two GI poll watchers hostage. The GIs responded by taking seven deputies hostage, tying them up, taking them out in the woods, and beating them. How do you like them apples? All polling stations were closed and ballots were taken to the local jail. Now, this is happening locally. This is not happening at a federal thing. It's not happening in a state. This is happening in their county. They were sick of it. They weren't going to tolerate the crimes that were being committed against them and the people in their county. It was then that the GIs decided that they needed to decisively take the jail before reinforcements could arrive the next day. Fortunately, having just returned from the war, the GIs were well-versed in military tactics, while the deputies were not. The GIs laid siege to the prison with a standing order that anyone who tried to flee with their without their weapon was allowed to leave unmolested. 
One escapee tried to call in reinforcements from an allied boss the next county over. His request was refused. Why? Because they saw the jig was up. They were dealing with some men. They were dealing with men. Men who had a conscience. Men who had a moral compass, not cowards. Men who didn't even have, apparently, guns of their own, but they went and got them from the armory. And they staved off the tyranny. Let that sink in a bit. How many millions of guns do we have in this country? What are those guns to be used for? Hmm? What are the band of men to be, to be, the militia? They're necessary for the security of a free state. That's part of the Second Amendment, too. It isn't just your right to keep and bear arms. You're to gather together. You're to be the assembly of God, and you're to secure the freedom of the state. That's what a militia's for. Dynamite bombs, dynamite bombs were lobbed at the prison. <laughs> More for the psychological impact of hitting cars, which then, and notice they're not targeting uh, civilians or people who are not involved in the crime here which then exploded and turned over in the air. Eventually, the jail was breached from the roof using dynamite. The deputies inside surrendered themselves as well as the ballot boxes. So what happened? Here's the conclusion. The battle was over by 3.30 in the morning. There were some minor acts of retribution, but overall, there was an air of celebration over the area, the likes of which hadn't been seen in ages. Remember, this is the only armed, if you want to call it a rebellion, a rebellion against tyranny, that's what it was. Since the 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 uh, um, in war for independence that was successful, the only one. The battle was over by three thirty in the morning. Some minor acts of retribution, but overall there was an air of celebration over the area in the likes of which had not been seen in ages. Over 400 people in a courtroom elected an ad hoc committee to preserve law and order in the area, headed by a Methodist minister. The secretary of the county election commission communicated that he would indeed certify the election in favor of the GI slate. The new sheriff-elect, Knox Henry, was in protective custody in the Sweetwater, Tennessee jail. See, they didn't want him getting in office. They realized apparently he was a stand-up guy. He had been informed that the crump machine intended to murder him. The aftermath of the Battle of Athens was sweeping reform. Deputies were now to be paid a salary, and all county salaries were to be capped at $5,000. Though the fee basis did continue for another four years before finally being phased out, the gambling houses that served to fund the Crump Machine's allies in the areas were raided and disbanded. The movement spread to other parts of the state as well. See what a little, see what a little courage will do? Spread to the whole state. Governor Jim McCord countered it by directing the Young Democrat clubs to recruit ex-GIs for membership. They, they wanted a counter-Athens movement. There was some ambition to start a new national party. However, United States Marine Corps General Evans Carlson urged veterans to work within the existing political parties. Ugh. See how the controlled opposition comes right in and does what they do? Because they see... There's strength in the people. You have it, guys. You're the solution. I keep saying it. You are. You and, I, you and me. We're the solution. Your politicians are not the solution. They're the problem. They are. The GI regime did not last long. Indeed, many of them felt like they had abolished one machine only to erect another in its place. That's exactly what happened. 
Common concern at the time was that returning GIs would bring the war home with them, engaging in political violence against the American government. The Battle of Athens did little to dispel their fears. And while Tennessee largely returned to business as usual over the next few years, the Battle of Athens has been mythologized several times in film, television, and books. Um, and then he goes on to include something of the presence. The, the thing is, is this, and I would highly recommend, let me, let me go over here. I'll pop this in the chat as well. <clears throat> I would highly recommend this book. I, I listened to it yesterday. Uh, you can get it on audiobook. And of course, I have to take and turn that rascal up. I mean, I have to make it go like one and a half times fast so I can get through the thing. So little guy's going like a squeaky, you know, I don't know, little voice to do. But this is um, The Fighting Bunch. And uh, it's, uh, it's actually a really good um, book. And you can get it in hardcover or you can get it in an uh, audiobook. I put the link in the chat for you guys. If you're interested in picking it up, you, you don't have to get it through that link. You can find somewhere else if you think it's cheaper. It's called The Fighting Bunch, The Battle of Athens, and How World War II Veterans Won the Only Successful Armed Rebellion Since the Revolution. This is by Chris DeRose. I think he's a New York Times guy, but the book is actually pretty good. Uh, he actually went and was able to uncover people like, I think the guy's name was Bill White. Uh, you know, he, nobody wanted to mess with that guy. Uh, he was he was a man. He was a man's man is what he was, a veteran. And um, yeah, Bill White. And so, you know, some of these guys had uh, obviously been in World War II and things of that nature. But if you really want to get in some and, and I put a message to Chris because uh, after listening to it, I said, hey, maybe we can have you come on the show and talk about this. This is very relevant to us in understanding why our history is so important to us and understanding what people before us did. What they did, they took stands, they took risks. None of those guys, fortunately, was ever prosecuted. It was seen for what it was. The people were behind them. What are we seeing today? Well, we'll go up there and we'll protest, and I'm not against people protesting who did January 6th. I'm not, I mean, was there really any terrorism? You got guys kind of walking through the Capitol building, looking, nobody's tearing, the, the people who were tearing up stuff wasn't part of that crowd. And we've got videos showing them being orchestrated by people outside who we know were operatives. Are any, have any of those people been dealt with? Nope. But innocent Americans who simply wanted to protest, and that's their right to do under the Constitution, have been jailed for going on two years now. Some of them have committed suicide. Some of them have been attacked, everything else. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I'm going to play this video for you if you want to hang over. It's about 13 and a half minutes, something like that. The Battle of Athens, we're going to play that on the other side. Join us, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early, Lord willing. Adios. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, here, you've been waiting for it. So this is... um. This is the Battle of Athens. This is a short version right at the you know the peak moments, 13 and a half minutes. Um, and if you want to watch the whole video, I'll have it for you in the archives, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Look for the same title as the video description you've got there, and you'll be able to see it there, and you can share it as well. Okay? All right, here it is, Battle of Athens.
called are officially closed. Everybody out. What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm ordering you and everybody else to leave these premises. Halls are closed. What the hell they are. These people came here to vote that. <laughs> shot over to the post office. McMillan's got some kind of army over there. They closed the polls. Hey, Billy. You got the keys to the army? Let's go. Hold up. George, but I swear I will. Yeah, we're taking what we came for. See the corruption of men. Be all right. Come on! Tell Cantrelli's gone too far this time, McMillan. Hell, George, it's all your fault. Should have kept your mouth shut, mind your own business. Kind of like Elijah, isn't it? You're the troubler of Israel. No, 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 you guys are. What the hell we do now, George? hard to tell every 10 minutes another farmer with a shotgun pulls up yeah yeah earl yeah 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 you better believe it's important i got a bunch of renegade veterans with guns surrounding my jail they're trying to steal the ballot boxes that's what no no i don't know how many there's a there's a hundred of them. maybe maybe 200 look i need some help and i need it fast yes earl i have men but i don't have enough to yeah Yes. All right. You, you just hurry. You understand? Someday we'll see how fast I move when your back's up against the wall. Cover the window. What do you say? It's going to mobilize the National Guard. We'll just have to sit tight and wait. In the meantime, let's do what we came here to do. Open it up. Come. This is George Meade. We want two of your deputies to come down. 
unarmed with the ballot boxes. Set them right down here in the middle of the street. We'll take them, do an official count, then we can all go home. Now, if I don't see that ballot box come through that door in one minute, we're going to open fire. You got 60 seconds. 20. You're out of your mind, George. We're the law here, not you. The National Guard's on its way, and they're going to... Who fired that shot? said as soon as the national guard gets here they're gonna shoot first ask questions later we'll go to prison george they don't kill us first we've got to get those ballot boxes out of there before the guard gets here if we can do that that's just a matter of time before we get a chance to tell our side of the story whole town's our witness so what are we gonna do george the brick's too solid we can't shoot through it they can stay in there all night we'll just have to blow it why they want the government in charge of your explosives too, which are arms. Now you know. on you, Johnny. Let you walk away. Nobody blame you for staying away. It's different when it's a war, right, George? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this to get rid of Cantrell. I'm doing it because this is my town, too. Put your head down, amigo. somebody's attention, didn't it? <laughs> Where is he? Where's Cantrell? Gone. 
is he? I swear, he, he ran down the stairs and out the back after the explosion. Out. Get out! Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, it's um, very, very inspiring, isn't it? Now, I'm not sitting here. Let me make clear. I'm not here to tell you to go do this. That's not what I'm saying. But I will tell you this. And the same thing is here is true in election fraud as it is that I'll say that I've said to the Convention of States people. When has words and more standing around stopped tyrants? It hasn't. Never in the history of man has it done it. It always comes to violence. Why? 
because the people you're dealing with are violent. Did anybody see the video that I played on Saturday before we did the show with, with the, the sheriff out of Maricopa County? That guy looked like he was just itching to pull his gun on those guys. Throw them in handcuffs, throw them in jail, beat them to a pulp. I mean, he just acted like that, did he not? Or is that just me? And that's the way they all are. They think they're just doing their job. They're not upholding the law. They're upholding the law less. And I'm going to tell you, what you just saw, that's what it's going to come down to. Either that or you don't do anything and they just trample on you. That's what it's going to come down to. You're in a situation now in which you and I, we're in a situation now where we've tolerated it so long, it's become commonplace. It's not a thing where somebody came up and just like, but now keep in mind, this has been going on for a decade in, in uh, Athens here. And these GIs had returned from war and they recognized it right off. Wait a minute, this is the very tyranny that we were fighting against. And you notice, I mean, this is a, obviously a, a movie. There was obviously counting a cost. They're talking about, man, they're going to put us in jail. They're going to come get us. They're going to come kill us. You know, the, the guard's going to come kill us, even though we're doing the right thing. There was a count, a cost that was counted. But those men were willing to pay that cost. I ask us as men who are listening right now, are we willing to pay the cost in order to ensure liberty for our families, Tennessee, Athens, Tennessee. Are we willing to pay the cost so that our families, our neighbors, our children, and the next generation can have liberty? Or are we willing to go along and not take on anything, not say anything, not do anything against those who are the crime syndicate in our areas? I'm not talking about DC. I'm talking about right here in our backyards. In the counties we live in. I pray God would rejuvenate the hearts of the men of the United States. And make us courageous and bold as lions to deal with the tyrants in our midst for the glory of God. I'm not, I'm not advocating anybody go murder anybody. I'm not advocating anybody go blow up stuff. But I'm telling you right now... It's going to come to this kind of thing. And you say, well, Tim, didn't you say the other day about, you know, being defensive? And Yeah, but these guys had already been attacked. That was just the one guy that got shot there. There was a, the black guy. Remember, I read the story. He had been shot, too. They were already under attack. They were acting defensively. And then when they got the upper hand, they acted offensively. To bring about the resolve, bringing out those ballots, having the ballots counted correctly, lawfully, out in the public. Do you understand the difference? I am not promoting communist revolution. Those people go on the offense and the attack. You're seeing them in our country. You've seen them for years now. I'm talking about being those who are defensive. We are under attack. We've, we've been under attack for many years. What's the response? Second Amendment supporters. I'll tell you what I'm involved in. Building up that militia in your county. Talking with those around you. 
getting some training in with your weapons, learning how to, to deal with evidence, put the grand jury back in place in your county. Forget Washington. It's gone. It needs to be dissolved. We need to secede from it. It needs, it needs to be out of our hair. And so do the criminals up there. In fact, once they come back, you need to try them for treason in your state. Once you dissolve it or secede from it. Next thing's going to be dealing with state government too, because states have problems too. You don't just fix the problem by getting rid of DC. That's a that's a step, but you don't you don't fix it just with that. God give us men, godly men, who love Him and love their fellow men. Bradley, be with you at three today, two p.m. Central, three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning. By the way, don't miss tomorrow's show. It will be nothing like you've heard on alternative media. Kate Shimrani is going to join us for a special show. It's only going to be an hour. She's got things to do. I'm going to get. I'm going to bypass a lot of stuff that we normally do. She'll be with us. The thing that's killing our elderly and disabled, it's not the shot. And the alternative media won't talk about it because they're too engaged in selling the shot stuff to you, which it's fine. You know, new stuff comes out about that. We got a report on it. That's fine. But this is killing more people now than the shots were. And it's all undercover, and you're not hearing anything about it. Don't miss it, all right? Invite your friends to listen to Kate. She's got, she's got it documented. Tons of stuff we're going to show you. We'll see you in the morning.